0: Season 1, Episode 7 of Gup Shop Pod. I'm your host, Tages, and you can follow me at my Life Isn't TV. And today I get to talk to one of my friends that I've known for a very long time, since freshman year of college, Nate, who you can follow on Snapchat. He is someone that I get to spend a lot of time hanging out and partying, but also get to have some serious conversations. And getting to know him a little bit better is something that I've really cherished and valued, not only in this podcast, but over the length of time. It's a really important conversation, and I hope you enjoy listening.
1: Jesus. Yo, what's going on? How's it going, man? It's good.
0: It's good. I feel like I haven't seen your face in a very long time. Yeah, that's what I figured that's what this could be like for, like, all of us. You know, the chance to also, because some of you guys I've not talking to in a very long time, especially because normally it would be in person, I'd be like, hey, I'm in town this weekend want to hang out and say, like, because we don't get yeah, to do I that anymore.
1: Yeah, and I'm honored to be a part of it.
0: Of course, man, I
1: had to have you on. I knew it as well.
0: At first, I wasn't sure if you were interested.
1: Oh, for sure. I Dude, I, sure. I mean, if it's like, you're a very entrepreneurial person. And I've always respected that about you. And if like, I can help in any way, like for sure. Like this takes literally nothing out of me.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Well, I also want it to feel like a conversation. You know, like, cause like you said, we haven't had I mean, we'll we'll I'll get messages from you and sometimes I'll message you, be like, oh, something popped up in my mind that made me think about you. So then I'll, you know, send a message. But that's it's different worth of like actually getting the chance to uh like sit and speak with each other. Speaking of which, dude,
1: I just need to come up there and see you.
0: Yeah, you're gonna come up. Well, I heard down there that like it's like it doesn't even exist. Like I heard someone went to a club and <laughs> everyone was in the club and they were like, yeah, it feels like normal for, for a brief moment in time. It felt like normal for them.
1: Yeah, like nobody wears a mask. Um, <laughs> it's wild though. I mean, like I am like I feel lucky to have been vaccinated, right? And still, I'm still mm-hmm. taking like precautions and whatnot. Um, but... Yeah, even on Snapchat, I see people, like, even back in Knoxville, like, just going, that have been going out for the past year. No masks, no social distancing, yeah. like, always at a party full of, like, tens of people. Like, bro, like, get it together. Yeah. Like, this is the reason why this shit is still going on.
0: Like that Lil Nas X did a party after Call Me By Your Name came out. And it's like, why?
1: It's unnecessary y'all
0: let's just get this
1: over with like everybody's sick of it let's just do what we gotta do just get this shit over like i'm tired of it like i was a recluse for like 12 months and i'm like finally vaccinated so i'm at that point where i'm just like fuck it but like still
0: would you think you're more introverted than extroverted oh
1: 100 percent (laughs) yeah
0: But well, that's the thing when people get to know you like when I got to know you then you're much more open and sharing and that's the beauty of it right as opposed to people that just like share everything to random strangers and it's like oh yeah
1: i don't trust people like know. that and ask for this info <laughs> yeah either you're hiding something really well or like
0: you're stupid cuz somebody's going to steal your identity <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why there's like um people like for example he's like i'm trying to keep my digital presence as minimal as possible and i was like well fair enough you're switching over from like let's say whatsapp to signal and then there's some people were like you're just putting your brand out there constantly like even myself and so it's like i remember i got into a twitter argument with someone on my alt uh twitter and then they like pulled up a photo that i posted like months before like this guy's an idiot look at him and i was like well fair enough that's there's good trolling. There was like a little idiot and then hard person. I hate when people like, do okay. that. Like, number
1: one, like, just mind your business. <laughs> oh. Well,
0: man. I think there are haters out there, right? We know this. We know there are haters out
1: there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, like Taehoon, I keep my Jizwa presence to a minimum. I haven't been on Facebook since 2014 and counting. Uh, I think the same for my Twitter, like I only use Snapchat the way I feel like, I mean, shit, if we're going to keep in contact, then you have my number.
0: Yeah, that's true. I do. And then we send, um, WhatsApp messages like I said to each other. Um, it was funny when you, when you messaged me and you're like, I didn't, and I was telling Nick this on when we had our podcast, like I didn't realize there was such a big Bahrain contingent. I thought it was really just like Bala and maybe one or two others. I didn't realize there's like a whole contingent that's down there. I was very surprised to hear. Yeah, it's wild, right? Um, yeah, it's- I knew it was popular in Texas, but I didn't, I didn't realize, I guess. Or maybe that's just like where people migrate to, right? Like the bigger cities.
1: I mean, I, I don't know. Like it could be a, a mixture of many factors. Like when we went to Austin, um, yeah. I met somebody that you knew from middle school, right? And then uh, apparently uh, a bunch of people live in Dallas or Houston. Like apparently Bahrain people just love to go to Texas for some reason. Like even if they're not American, they somehow end up in Texas of all places. But I mean, that's cool. Um, It's super random. um, And it's still kind of weird to me. You know, the fact that, you know, we've been dating for almost a year now. And it's still wild (laughs) to me that like I'm dating somebody and we have mutual friends that went to you know the same yeah. high school halfway across the world it's like a pretty small school
0: yeah that's a good point and it's not like we introduce yourself to each other like how you introduced nick to me in that case it's like oh just happened to be random and also the fact that it was the same school not even like a a different high school or a rival one so then what so since so you were always downtown, what brought you to New York then? And then, consequently, do you remember how we first met?
1: Are we recording, by the way?
0: Yeah, yeah we, we didn't are. Even recording. know we had started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like that's the point to make it feel like it's just two friends hanging out. Let's see
1: when chat. we met. Um, I think we met through Sandra, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even remember how I met Sandra, but I, I was friends with like. A few of the commuters per se Mm -hmm. and um I just remember like going to this party I think it was at a hotel room and you were there Sandra brought us and like there were some other like people that we know uh and I just remember Mm -hmm. you were just like this really friendly guy and you're like let me make you a drink I'm like I like this guy
0: and like you made me this (laughs) drink
1: I still don't know what you put in it but it was really good and I was like wow this guy's really hospitable
0: was it a Jaeger bomb that I made you? Frankly, I don't remember Kates that
1: was over 10 years ago.
0: No, I'm pretty sure it was like, I mean, I love Jaeger bombs, but you can be friendly. Like people can be friendly but also there's a little bit of a weird vibe, right? That some like we were saying earlier some people that share too much. Mm-hmm. So like this was obviously a little different though, right? Because it's like, oh yeah, like you said, enjoy chatting with you, enjoy chatting shit especially. And then I introduced you to like my sister when she came in that winter break, and then you got to meet her. Um, Even Sandra got to meet her as well, like kind of like that whole friend group, you all essentially. But then obviously things change and like, you know, people get older and then they grow apart and people move, especially that was the one thing that I didn't get used to as well, because like I've been in the New York area since graduation for work. Like I didn't have to like move completely into another part of the state how was that for you when you had moved back down
1: um I guess like I would I've been used to moving a lot um since (laughs) I was a kid right um like I I was born in Florida spent a few years there and then we moved to Alabama uh because my dad's from there and then of course I went to um boarding school with Nick and you know we were roommates senior year um And then, of course, went to uh, school in New York, and that's where I met you. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I felt like this always, like, nomadic spirit. Like, I don't know. That's why I have this, like, feeling of wanderlust all the time. Like, I don't want to sit in one place for too long. Like, I don't think I've been in one city for more than five years. Frankly, I think I'm still young enough that I don't have to. So, it wasn't terribly difficult when I left New York. I think the hardest part of leaving New York was just leaving my friends that I'd made there. um, Just kind Mm -hmm. of putting back all the fun memories that I had um, in New York. And I don't know, but at the same time, I knew I had to work on myself, right? Um, So, I mean, that was a, a big part of it. And uh, eventually, you know, you reach this point where it's just like, well, got to get my priorities in order. And even if you don't know what you're doing, I don't think anybody really knows what they're doing. But you just kind of go with the flow until you like feel the pace and you just kind of go with it. Right. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, even now, I take things day by day. Uh, The things that I've planned for my life have all changed So um, Mm -hmm. like even in high school, like I had a plan of doing this. That didn't happen in college. I had a plan of doing this. That didn't happen either. But like, it wasn't like a negative thing. I think they've helped me grow in different ways. And I'm pretty comfortable and happy with the person I am now. And I think those experiences, while they may not have seemed positive at the time, have ended up being positive um, in developing me to the person that I am.
0: Interesting. I love that. I love that because everyone's going through a journey and even like accomplishing goals doesn't it's more like when when you haven't fully reached the destination, what have you learned already? And if you're able to learn that from the get-go, that's even more I feel like it can be more impactful in that sense because it helps to focus and navigate and you know help yourself as you go through that journey because that's something that I've been trying to remember a lot that like the journey that we are taking, it, no one knows the path. And then sometimes the path isn't always forward. It could be around to the side. You may come up against an obstacle, which like instead of climbing over, you're like, let me just walk around this tree. Cause why would you walk through a tree that doesn't make any exactly, sense? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> why would you climb over it? That doesn't make any exactly. sense. Exactly. Um, that feeling of wanderlust with, the, with travel being limited especially in the past year, how how have you adopted like a new sense of doing that? Because as you know, it's been difficult. I generally travel a lot as well. And so it's been very difficult for me to find that kind of like enjoyment in stasis. How, how, How have you found that? Have you found it? Like, what are other ways that for other people that, like when I talk to a lot of my friends that I grew up with and they're like, you know, we're so not used to not being able to travel, like getting on a flight and going, which I guess for you is like even more crucial <laughs> given the of work that you're in. So would you like to tell the listeners what you do?
1: Yeah, so I, I work at an airline um, and I'm doing more like strategy stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we did have like a uh, company-wide reshuffle a reorganization uh, late last year. Mm-hmm. And I am grateful enough to like be a part of a new team that was just created. So um, I'm learning a lot, like kind of starting from zero again in some respects, but uh, I'm learning a lot. I'm really enjoying what I'm doing uh, for the most part. And I love the perks that go along with it.
0: So. yes. Which I remember when I met you back in like Feb 2020, it's like a month before, and you yeah. were telling me about the purse. yes, this is fake. Big. big fan of this energy. Right? Like, like really, really enjoying. I,
1: I always tell people it's one story of me going to Toronto for a day just to buy a jacket, because it was cheaper in Canadian dollars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you buy it in Montreal? I did
1: do a trip or two to Montreal before COVID, but I bought the jacket in uh,
0: Toronto. Yeah, okay, so you to around the bottom and shot. Yes. I love it. I mean, Yeah, it
1: makes sense. It's also like a fucking deal. Right, I mean, <laughs> I saved like a good amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people might look at me really strange, like not coming with anything, flying internationally, just leaving with like a jacket. But hey. Did you get your first passport? Oh my God. Uh, I must have been less than a year old yeah um i don't remember uh my dad uh, his job uh before i was born he did a lot of work all over the world which is why Mm -hmm. he worked in saudi and bahrain for a while too yeah and so he has friends in so many random countries so even as a child like i would go with my dad to like the mom in Saudi right and like I still have a picture of me on a camel as a child which is pretty cool but um I haven't seen that. yeah do you have it with I, I have to send it to you I have to send it to you all right but uh yeah I mean I've been traveling since I was a kid I mean and also like you know like when you come from a multicultural background mm. when you have family that's based in another country like you go and visit your family hmm so you do a lot of traveling, kind of voluntarily, but kind of involuntarily as well. Yeah.
0: And so then, with this past year, with wanderlust being a key component, like one of the one of the parts of the identity that's part of your core identity, how have you been able to cope with that? Have you done more local exploring, regionally, or is it more just getting a chance to do stuff like this, where you're chatting, or are you still like meeting new and different people from? all over the world and talking to them about where they're from and what it's like there?
1: That's a great question. And I can just go ahead and preface it all with saying that this past year sucked. Um, (laughs) I think everybody can agree on that, right? Um, And it was really tough for me at first because like I had just moved to Atlanta a few months before Mm -hmm. and like every weekend i was on a plane because i was just maximizing the novelty of just being able to hop on a plane right so i didn't really it didn't really uh it wasn't a priority for me to go and make the effort to start a social circle here in atlanta um so when things kind of shut down and we were all putting this shelter in place
2: yeah
1: um it was kind of rough it was pretty lonely Mm -hmm. um but at the same time, like I know that I wasn't alone in this loneliness because we were all like going through it. I mean, I live by myself, but at the same time, I could always just call up somebody and FaceTime for hours and just chit chat. I remember even Sandra was like such a good help, like at the beginning of COVID because she would like break things down into like things where I could explain, like explain like I'm five, all this medical stuff. Uh, because I was super paranoid about COVID at first, just because there were so many unknowns and different people were saying different things. And so I was taking it super seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, but over time, um, I don't want to say apathy kicked in, Mm -hmm. but COVID fatigue is a real thing. Yeah. And at one point in the summer, I was just like, you know, I can't continue living like this, like this waking up, working, going to sleep and repeat um so I, I made the effort to like try to meet people that were also like social distancing and like quarantining and just playing it safe and taking this seriously which is how I ended up dating somebody that went to your high school
0: uh-huh. so, okay that's how you okay got it that's that, how that's how it. That. that's how it started
1: yeah, okay, okay. I like that. <laughs> but um since then um I've met people in small groups, The uh, yeah. people that I trust, people that I, you know, feel are taking things pretty seriously. I've always been wearing my mask and staying mm-hmm. six feet away, mm-hmm. uh, even, and Nick came to Atlanta like once or twice and I was like, I don't know if it's the best idea right now. Yeah. He drove, but, up.
0: Um, he drove up from Alabama.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he did. And I felt really bad. Um, so but no, we have a friend, Sarah, who I, mm-hmm. I went to high school with, um, before I I met Nick,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, I introduced uh Nick to them, and of course, like Nick can get along with like anybody. Yeah, it's really weird for me to call him Nick. By the way, I'm yeah. not used to calling him Nick. It's weird. I call him Mot Mot. <laughs> He's gonna hate me for saying this too. I never added the song you wanted me to add on the outro. I completely forgot. Yeah. I, I know, but it's probably a good idea that you didn't because he would right. probably actually hate me.
0: <laughs> I feel like after after 10 years of knowing someone, there's no hate anymore. You know, it's like, you can do, at best, it's just like, oh, you did something that was dickish. Like, it's okay. <laughs> like, we're still mates at the end of the day. <laughs>
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, actually, the first time I heard that song, like, I immediately sent it to him. I was like, dude, it's your theme song. Of course, of course it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he took it in his to, too. You know, laughed it off, Say, yeah, whenever I walk in, I gotta play that song. Like, <laughs> he's a funny guy. I like Nick.
0: Um, so, I guess, in that kind of strain of thought, what what have you learned about yourself these last 12 months? And I say last 12 months, but like, you know, since the start of Kelter in Place? What have you learned about yourself?
1: What have I learned about myself? In some ways, I've learned that I'm stronger than I thought I was. And in some ways, I found out that I'm more vulnerable than I thought I was, too. Okay, I
2: like that. So
1: um, it's a holistic self-discovery type thing, right? You see the good and you see the bad. Um, Try not to focus on either too much because I mean it doesn't really get you anywhere mm-hmm. but um, I don't know uh, it's been tough like it's definitely been tough um, but I seem to have made something work like I've survived like I know a lot of people that are in similar situations have gone mad mm-hmm. and like loads of people are seeking therapy and mental health help during COVID because like they just, I mean, haven't had the experience or aren't equipped at the moment to handle like this type of environment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I don't know. I, I seem to, as much as I've learned about myself, I, I seem to have survived it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm vaccinated. I'm traveling again. Yeah, I'm going outside. So... <laughs> um, I survived like and that's the thing uh, a few months of sacrifice for the greater good can make all the difference Maybe. I wish more people thought that way but I mean I it think, is what it is
0: I think because you're empathetic Nathan like and I agree with you completely where like you know if we do the sacrifices for the greater good but especially in this country there it's like a No, I'm going to get my pie. I'm going to get my fair share. And if no one else gets it, well, that's their problem. And I feel like that's a very damaging kind of ideology
1: to ascertain. God bless America.
0: God
2: bless America.
1: (laughs) I mean, don't get me started on this. Like, (laughs) I have very strong feelings about just people's selfishness. There's one thing to, you know, be an individual and for mm-hmm. there to be individualism and you know yeah. capitalism runs on almost i don't want to say greed but it kind of does mm-hmm. um i agree for the most part the system works for us at least like i don't think there's a better system out in the world right now uh that at least that we haven't discovered yet
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but we do tend to take things to the extreme here they mm. both like economically and culturally yeah um and so you have this whole like Karen movement (laughs) of of these people that are just going wild refusing to wear a mask and demanding that their rights are being violated because they want to come pretend that there is the pandemic
0: Mm -hmm. do you feel like when you because we've had the opportunity to go to other countries and see other people's other regions, other groups, culture, do you, when you when you travel to these places and you come back, do you see that difference a lot clearer? Because I feel like if, I heard some crazy stuff that like 40% of people haven't left their home state. And I was like, it's probably more now that I That's think- That's wild. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Like I, I will say this, my partner, she, um, she grew up in central PA and she lives in New York right now. When she went back for her high school reunion, she was one of the couple people that had traveled the furthest for their reunion. She doesn't have a passport. And I was like, wow, like like you, they I had my passport when I was like maybe one year old, two year old, something like that. Like, I don't remember when I I still have the one from when I was like eight and I had to like take a photo. And, but apart from that, like, I don't remember. So yeah, it's crazy. Like a lot of people don't even leave their home state, much less they like, get to like travel. And maybe part of it is financial because they don't, you know, have the, the finances to be able to travel. But also part of it is just like, no, I'm, I'm happy being comfortable with what I know. And I would guess like in some ways, this is all kind of pushes outside of that comfort zone of like what is comfortable for you. And like, which is why when you talk about like, Advocating for mental health and an individual's mental health journey—it's incredibly important. We're like, yes, we are all put in an era of uncomfortability, and then there are some people, like you said, the Karens, that are like, no, I cannot be uncomfortable. This is unacceptable. I live in the goddamn United States of America. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Then there's some people like, well, being uncomfortable is a part of our daily experience. Like, this is just, this is just how it is. Like, you know.
1: It's funny that you say uh, being uncomfortable is part of our daily experience, because I mean, I, I think people like you and me mm-hmm. have um, a different way of, of interpreting that than other people might, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in a wake of the things that have happened in the past year uh, in yeah. this country, right? It's funny, <clears throat> my, um, one of my leaders, uh, hold like a, a biweekly or sometimes monthly call with each of the teams just to like check on everybody and see how everybody's doing and they held one um a few weeks after the, right and like everybody knew what had happened right I mean everybody has seen the video um and so she just wanted to check and see you know like how is everybody doing and mm-hmm. it's interesting because there was me and another person of color in the mm-hmm. team. And I felt like that question was directed at the two of us. Uh huh. And um, I don't know, like, I don't know whether it's just like me not knowing or being able to fully navigate through the company culture completely mm-hmm. yet, but I didn't feel comfortable, like expressing how I completely felt about the situation because I mean number one it just I don't know it wasn't the time and place Mm -hmm. they made a comment that um like they didn't talk about it with their with one of their kids because Uh their kid was very sensitive and would start crying and didn't want to expose him to that side of the world yet and -hmm. her kids like you know almost in middle school I think yeah. And it's funny because after that call, I just like pinged my coworker, um, the other person on my team that was of <laughs> color. And I was like, you know, um, that was an interesting conversation, but one thing stood out. And it was that, you know, line about them not being able to tell their kid about the situation because you're too sensitive. And yeah. I was like, people like us don't really have that luxury of hiding that aspect of the world from your kid or your family right yeah because you have to be aware of what will what could happen in order to protect yourself yeah so that kind of like shows some of the um i don't know the best way to say this but
0: um that's the the difference between like and that's the vulnerability we have to show on a day in day out basis right like we have Mm -hmm. to ultimately maybe we've codified it we already are vulnerable the moment we step out, or at least it feels like we're a lot more vulnerable. Now again, you and I like we're tall guys, you know, so we and we look, you know, pretty fucking serious, even though we're not (laughs) 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 like the post office, happiest, happy go lucky, like just pleasant people to be around, I think. At least that's what I've heard about you. And I feel like you've heard about that uh, about me. Time to get to know us. They'd realize how immediately non-threatening we are. And yet here we are being typecast. So I I was gonna say, what's the dumbest racial insult you received? Mine was last week. This guy was like, You Arabs <laughs> don't know how to drive. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not even Arab. <laughs> I was like, what, <laughs> what does say like Arabs don't know how to drive? He's like, what the fuck? Never heard that before in my life. I've never heard that either. Yeah, I've heard a lot of other
1: stereotypes of people that can't drive, but Arabs. No, I was
0: never like I never, I never knew that was
1: a thing. I mean, if anything, I see those like drift compilations on YouTube of those guys in Saudi doing crazy things with their car. I'd be like, if anything, those guys can drive the best. But um, they're
0: just trying to get into the Holland Tunnel.
1: What's your problem? (laughs) They're just trying to get into the Holland Tunnel, man. But yeah, um that's that's crazy. I think at that point people just want to say something just to get under your skin. Mm-hmm. You know, like Arabs can't like what? <laughs> but um I don't know, like the there's there was one instance in my life that I can recall off the top of my head, and mm-hmm. I always bring this up when somebody asks me a similar question, um, of an instance where I, I felt racism, like blatant racism. Yeah and it happened in high school and of course you know uh went to high school in alabama deep south but um we could walk off campus with at least like one other person and it was actually the night of prom or the day of prom okay and i was just walking back from starbucks with uh this girl that i was going to prom with later um we were walking back from starbucks and there was like a shortcut on the way to get back to the school like a minute quicker behind this Walgreens and everybody took that way like whatever like nobody thought twice about it and so we were of course going back down that way and before we get to that like junction there was like this pickup truck that was like honking and like I I mean people honk all the time I didn't think it was at me or for me or whatever I'm just minding my own business yeah and as we like walk behind the Walgreens like a block or two away from the school. Here comes that same pickup. And I was like, well, that's weird. Mm-hmm. And rolls down the window really quickly a bunch of, you know, that type Southern Alabama pickup truck, young yeah. guys, though. And they were just like, hey, N word, stick to your own color and i was just like frozen i was just like oh god what do i do i don't want to die but um because you just don't know what to expect like i don't know if they're gonna get out of the truck like what's gonna happen next um and the girl i was with just kind of shook her head is like wow i can't believe this is happening and me i was just like i don't know what to do yeah granted eventually they just kind of drove off but i mean that has always stayed with me in my entire life because i'm literally just minding my own business yeah i mean i wasn't dating this girl she was just a friend we were going to promise friends like just walking from starbucks i wasn't holding her hand we weren't doing any type of pda literally just two people walking by next to each other on a sidewalk mm-hmm. and you know here i am getting verbally abused by strangers um so that's something that stuck with me
0: and you know but i mean sorry with me i appreciate it i appreciate you sharing it with me and with you know the listeners i i never know yeah for sure A spot.
1: yeah i mean shit happens that's life that's why you know my parents couldn't hide things from me because i was sensitive there's like yes. you know be prepared
0: <laughs> yeah that was very true Uh, that's a very good point and even like even like our virtual presence which shows who we are right it's like at the end of the day we are still gonna you know things still happen once in a while where especially if you have a very active social media presence where like they'll just take a look at you and then they'll put something in the comments you're like well can't do much just gotta keep it pushing which is really unfair because not every some people have that luxury and i guess in a weird way like i feel I feel bad for those like people that they're sheltered from it because I guess they really don't know the the, rea- the reality of the world, right? They just know this like sheltered microcosm that exists. And it's like yeah. at some point that bubble will burst. It's kind of inevitable given how integrated everything is it's kind of inevitable that that bubble will burst. And when their bubble bursts, it's just like a some people, they just can't accept it, right? Like they will automatically reject that idea and then some people actually take the time to like listen and learn and are active support and that's a really nice feeling to have as well
1: yeah no i appreciate appreciate you and your your kind words and i will say I, i've met some really kind people through you yeah um yeah for example and i want to share this story too because it kind of ties into what we're talking about but um when i had gone back to school Um, I took a friend of mine to Toronto during spring break Mm -hmm. uh, from this African-American guy I went to school with. He's from a small town. And uh, of course, I I finished school in the South, uh, not necessarily the most liberal or integrated or Mm -hmm. multicultural place. And especially him being from a small town, he had these ideas of how these people are and how these people are and how you know we don't say this or interact with them or Mm -hmm. which is kind of sad right and so i kind of like wanted to show him that that's not necessarily the case Mm -hmm. outside of small town usa or part of the state or whatever right and so we went to toronto and the most multicultural city in the Mm -hmm. world right
2: yeah
1: and we met up with um with Jenny and Ryan, who are incredibly hospitable I love them um, I need to check up on them make sure they're doing all right but they were incredibly welcoming super friendly um, Jenny actually drove us to get some Trini food while we were there
2: oh <laughs> yeah Jenny's
1: great very sweet yeah but uh, he was able to see like just the amount of diversity and how everybody was getting along
0: mm-hmm. and
1: like i don't know like you don't really at least in my opinion when i'm in Toronto, and granted i don't live there so i mean this is just me talking as a tourist but um you don't really feel like any underlying hostilities between different groups right like i don't know i feel like everybody there is like either embraces being canadian or embraces like you know their ethnic background as well as being canadian yeah and um I don't know people just get along people are friendly people don't want any problems and are willing to help you if you need it Mm -hmm. and that was just something completely new to him and Mm. it was it was good in one way for him to see that it's not like that everywhere yeah but then of course you have to go back to the normal life where things are different and you know somebody like him um would it would be difficult, might be a little bit more difficult to branch out and to spend an extended amount of time uh in a different environment.
0: Right. Right. No, that's that's a good point. And there's this um there's this book I was reading <clears throat> called American Nations that looked at how like the 13 distinct uh cultural regions that make up the the majority of this continent—Canada, United States, Mexico—looking at how those regions dispersed, and especially up in Canada, uh, part of it being that they were so reliant upon the locals in order to uh, continue to live as a certain way within, like coming to the new to their new world, that they ended up integrating a lot more. And so, this idea, this inherentness of being one as a community, was a lot more prevalent in the Deep South, for example, where there was like the 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 lords and the people that owned the land, and then the the, the people that worked for them, both slaves as well as indentured servants of all races. So that was kind of, some. it's a very, and the fact that it, they all kind of batted together was simply could beat the British. And then after that, I was like, well, shit, now we got to figure this out on our own. <laughs> they were very, they were very yeah. cognizant of the fact that they have different ways of living and they didn't want each other's way of living so they're like let's just keep it like how we are and don't meddle in our affairs at least in the states that's where it ended up being a lot more enclavic whereas in Canada that kind of attitude was spread throughout the entire the entire northern border which I I'm almost done with the book and right now it's getting into like the 1990s 2000s which I loved it and yeah, you're right. That kind of attitude, that feeling of being one with your community, right? It's something that's so addictive. It's incredibly addictive when you have, like, when we're all hanging out, right? And that sense of oneness that we are all there as a group, whether that's, you know, all hanging out together in at home or hanging out in some kind of location, that feeling like, yeah, I'm with my friends. We're having a good time and it's us, right? And like, especially when we went to, uh, back in January 2000, I want to say 18, when we all were in New York, that like the 20 of us that were there, whatever that feeling of us (laughs) on the patio of that, uh, that bar, that was a big, like, uh, work hotspot, like none of the other co workers have that kind of feeling with each other. We're like, Oh, yeah, we're all mates, we're all hanging out, having a good time, getting up to no good. It's like, that's the energy that I feel very vibrant. in, And I think that's something that's incredibly addictive as well.
1: For sure, for sure.
0: And it goes like to, like, to say that
1: when you feel comfortable and close to somebody, mm-hmm. um, it's something that's difficult to get rid of that feeling, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when you, I don't know, like I, I don't see you that often, Tejas, but yeah. I feel comfortable with you. And whenever we like reconnect or whatever, it feels like I talked to you yesterday.
0: That's a good point and thank you. I yeah. that. And I agree. It does feel like that. And it's not even because we're like messaging each other once in a while, like every couple of weeks, whenever that thing pops up in our head, oh yeah, this reminds me of Nate. Let me message him. We're like, oh, this reminds me of Tate. Let me just shoot him a quick message. It's like, it does feel like we just saw each other and like that happened just yesterday. But yeah, yeah, It's a good feeling to have. That's true. So what has been the on this topic of like hanging out what is your best memory of us hanging out
1: now that you mention it that night before nick came in he flew in i know his flight was delayed but that night was a lot of fun it was
0: that was a good one i agree the night the night like so that was friday night for uh the Austin F one race in our, in mm-hmm. two thousand eighteen, I want to say.
1: Yeah, I think it was October
0: twenty eighteen. Yeah, and we saw Britney Spears that weekend. I still we thought did that. see
1: Britney Spears. She uh, spoke with her British accent and barely moved on the stage. And then there was also that guy. It's Britney bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I guess nobody else would would know what we're talking about, but when we were there outdoor concert with mm-hmm. Britney Spears there was a guy like somewhere close to us mm-hmm. who just kept screaming it's Britney bitch like mm-hmm. at random intervals yeah and he was just like vibing by himself it was hilarious
0: do you, you think he's doing well right now like do you think he's in a good space? I hope so
1: I hope so right like I, I want hope- him to keep living his best life <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I like, bet he can't wait. I like, bet he can't wait for like when Sp- when Britney announces like her next, you know, domestic tour, and then just it's, like yeah, I'm gonna just every concert in Texas, i fucking go. I hope he's enjoying. It.
1: I I hope he survived uh, <laughs> yeah. the pandemic.
0: And he did. He rolled, He like slipped and fell and rolled down the hill, and then like. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, like And then he helped himself off. So like, oh, he's, I'm sure he's fine. Um, No, that was was a good time. I I would say also, I think that time where you brought your friend Jen and when it was us four in New York and we got to hang out and spend time with each other in a little bit less chaotic scenario, but something that was a little bit more quieter and intimate and closed off, that was also really nice. And the photos from, That night are still a little blurry because we did go out but like you know we were still able to manage throughout it um so what are you planning for yourself for the next 12 months you'd already mentioned a little bit more about being able to start traveling again uh your work as well as personal what else are you planning for yourself as we kind of go into this next phase where you know you and i are both like double vaxxed up you know that strength um in our um, right, right. great feeling. Great feeling to have.
1: I don't know. Tage, first of all, I need to come and visit you, man. Uh sure. I haven't been in the New York area in a hot minute. Um yeah. and I haven't seen you since you were in Atlanta before COVID. Mm-hmm. So we definitely need to um reconnect. But anytime you I, come I, I, up, you
0: let me know, brother. I'm gonna be there. Oh,
1: in- absolutely, absolutely. We always have a good time, always. Mm -hmm. but um yeah i think i mentioned this before but i try to take take things uh day by day yeah because plans change and everything right now just seems so volatile and dynamic right so so many moving pieces that it's hard to like make a plan like Mm -hmm. a long-term plan that's 12 months out in the future so i don't know um i can say this i mean I'm looking forward to doing some more traveling again. I just got back from St. Martin actually. I've been, uh, which I love was Saint beautiful. Was
0: beautiful, yeah.
1: I love it. I definitely want to go back.
0: Um what but yeah. Like what did you get up to? Was it just more like, you know, unwinding and spending time, did you get to travel around in the Caribbean? Yeah,
1: I I um it was more of a unwinding relaxation type trip um but did get a chance to drive over and through the French side as well like did a whole tour of the island in this little putt putt Toyota and it's so mm-hmm. hilly right and this thing is mm-hmm. wanting to go like 20 kilometers an hour up these mm-hmm. hills I felt so bad for everybody behind me but um Um, It was a good time. I I definitely like to explore different places so I'm looking forward to doing more exploring. I know like most of the world is still locked up Mm -hmm. um, but I see that Iceland is open again to vaccinated Americans. Greece is opening up to vaccinated Americans. Apparently France is going to open up pretty soon to vaccinated Americans. so maybe I might get a chance to do some international trips. I really miss Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, my shirt gives it away,
0: but um, hey, and Rayon. The moment that border opens up across, I'm like, thank God, because it's like a five hour drive to Montreal from here. It's too easy. It's too Yo, let me know i will meet you there in a yeah. heartbeat
1: i promise i will be there and i love canada if anybody says we're going to canada i will be there
0: yeah okay well uh do you want to stick around after we're done recording and we'll just like after hours we'll chat a little bit of shit sure yeah this is and, fun yeah that's good i like that um yeah especially montreal because it's so close and i do love going there um, I didn't know about Europe, though. I didn't realize. So So how does it work? You would have to show your your double-vaxxed-up, like, ID, essentially, like a vaccine passport. Okay.
1: Apparently, you know, we have our
0: ghetto-ass
1: cool. CDC cards, but apparently they're accepting those as proof.
0: You, do you remember in college when, like, we all had our fake IDs freshman year, right? And then we would go out to the bars and stuff, and it was, like, very... Like it wasn't, you know, the real, some people got the real deal. Like they would get it shipped, like they would submit their info online. It would come shipped from like, you know, wherever. China. Yeah, China was a, was a ID guy. chief. ID chief for, for the listeners that are under 21 in the States. That's FYI. <laughs> They're definitely shut
1: down by now.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, When well, I ordered my ID, it came in like this, uh, like Naruto toy or something. Like shipped from China. I was like, whoa, well, I spent 200 dollars on a Naruto toy and I opened it up like perfectly packaged up in plastic and uh-huh. everything. Open it up, have to take out the toy, and under the cardboard that it was like the toy was resting on were all these fake IDs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's genius.
0: Aunt had sent me something, um, and it came in a CD that was like, you know, best Christmas Carol hits or whatever. And then inside the cd covering was what i was looking for but at the time i was like this is fucking genius i mean it makes so much sense too no one's gonna check right Just the fucking-
1: nobody's gonna check people yeah. are really
0: clever yeah with,
1: like concealing things
0: the the ingenuity of the human mind um and then do you also remember like i think it must have been yeah freshman year they switched over from the ethernet where you have to like plug in order to access wi-fi in the dorms to a, to a Sorry, you have to plug in to access the internet through a Wi-Fi where anyone could use it from their phone. And I was kind of like, well, I kind of miss it in a sense that obviously now we're all virtual, but even when we were hanging out at that time where it was all just kind of in, you know, relatively close quarters, we'd just be sitting there like just like chatting shit for hours and forget the time. And I was like, oh fuck, I have homework to do this, that, the other half the time, let me just write some essay in an hour and just simply- <laughs> Yeah. oh college yeah but I I miss that even that sense of like even now with all of our responsibilities and stuff like that and even for the people that are working during the weekend or working late during the week whenever we do get to hang out like we just get to sit and hang out and vibe with each other for you know hours and it's just a really nice feeling and I miss it
1: and I miss it too I definitely miss getting together in groups and doing random hood rat shit like when jan and nick and i came to new york
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and we just had fun for a weekend right like totally ad hoc like nothing
0: was planned we
1: just went for
0: it just went for vibes right because it was was easy because it was like it was it was a random weekend in january it wasn't a lot going on to be honest but it's also like when you have that mentality, like, yeah, I want to just hang out and do whatever. It's like, it's really easy to do stuff. then, because as long as you're just hanging out with your friends, it really doesn't, what, whatever we're doing doesn't really matter. We're still going to have a good time. All right. So how can people engage with you online? Um, you so I don't, with you? Yeah,
1: I don't really keep a, a big uh, social media presence. Um, but i do have snapchat i do use snapchat um and uh it's a uh, nate p1234 super creative uh, on snapchat um if i don't know you i might not accept it because like who are you and i do post like my private life and on like some of my snap stories and whatnot and like i don't want random people knowing what i'm doing or where i'm at <laughs> but um I mean, I'm always down to talk to somebody new. Like, if you're a friend of Tatus or something, like, I, I love all your friends that I've met. So, I mean, just make the connection and it'll be there. Um, but, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm redownloading downloading Snapchat because I didn't download it when I got my new phone. So, I'm re-downloading. Yeah,
1: dude, you need Snapchat. I actually, I reached out to Uj today on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I have her number in India and I just saw the news uh, about how things are going crazy in India. I was like, hey, I hope you're doing all right. I see things are
0: kind of going I'll, wild. I hope you're staying healthy. The, I'll give it to you in the after hours because I'm gonna be too lazy to edit this part out. But yeah. you've heard what's happening. It's a fucking sicko, man. I'll tell you what, she she and her friends, they went out to like some um, uh, went out to some club and she had her mask on, right? Because like she wanted to go listen to you know music. But she also wanted to be safe and this guy came up. she was telling me this guy came up to and started talking to her and he was like smoking his cigarette even though like because when you're indoors in venues there or i guess it was an outdoor air venue rather so like you know there were just people and some guy came and was like and was smoking and then like leaned in to like try to talk to her louder because of the music and like burnt her mask her disposable. oh no oh my god like a new mask from her purse put it back on (laughs) did you just try to burn my fucking mask (laughs) (laughs) she came prepared though i i respect that yeah she's that's the thing she's always been she's always been the one who thinks multiple steps ahead i normally just like vibe like you know whatever uh but she also does a really good job like she has all of your birthdays and things like that that she writes in her Hannah, even my partner does, and I'm just like, you know, if I remember the birthday then I remember, I have like some (laughs) sense of what, you know, what time frame it is, but otherwise I'm not too good with birthdays. I sometimes even, you know, forget my own birthday and stuff like that, but I've been trying to do a better job with that. But she also, more importantly, she's really good at like keeping in touch and connecting with people and like, you know, continually checking in. So I appreciate that you also checked in with her and was like, hey, I was everything been fucked she hates it she i i hope yeah, she, well. i should, i hope she comes here during the summer for my birthday or in may and i hope she brings ronnie as well because i haven't seen that little dog in like.
1: oh ronnie waffles
0: but, um,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah
1: it'd be nice to see uh, everybody again i haven't seen
0: Uja in a while yeah she's been It's been a while since since she's been here in the States specifically. Um, have you thought about dog or cats?
1: I am, I am definitely a dog person. Um, my dog actually is uh staying with my parents, and so she's been with my parents since I uh, left school or since I graduated. (laughs) Um, and while it would have been nice to have. Uh, a little buddy or companion here, especially during like the early days of the pandemic, where it was super lonely. Um, I think it's better for her to be with my parents because, like, number one, my dad's retired, uh, my mom's working from home, and they have uh, a lot more space than I do, right? And so, I mean, it's in the dog's best interest to stay there. I mean, it's good for them too. Yeah, I can manage, and of course, I mean, I, I could just drive up there and see them, which I did a few times. Of course, now I'm back to flying. So
0: yeah,
1: you know, 45 minute flight and I can go and see my dog. That's nice. nice.
0: Like, well, Nate, thank you for coming on the pod. And thank you for chatting with me. I appreciate it. It's been, thank you for inviting me. This has been wonderful. told you earlier, I wanted you on early doors. I was like, Oh, you know, this will be nice. And yeah,
1: Tejas, I will always support all the ventures that that you start. Like, I still have to try Chapati, man, though. I just haven't been in New York.
0: And, you know, and I it was probably the worst timing to open it, like, five months before shutdown orders, and, and, like, 75% of our clientele were office workers in Mitanni's, but I'm hoping this summer there can be, like, a resurgence, something that we can do, um... There was a grant that I applied for that I got. So that's been, that's been a little nice. So hopefully something, but also like, you know, when, when you're here, I can also just like cook food for you as well. (laughs) You are too kind. You are too kind. (laughs) Well, no, even, I mean, just the hospitability, like, especially when friends come over, it's like, oh, whatever you want to eat or drink, like, just let me know when I got to, like, I'll take care of it. Right. Cause that's just like, how how I was raised, I guess, to just always be thinking like that, like, are you okay? Do you need anything? Can I help with anything? It's like, no, I'm good. you done a great job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no, you always take care of everyone that's around. I really appreciate that. I always feel super welcomed when you're around.
0: Thank you, Nate. And also because the fact that we both are like equivalently tall, it feels reassuring. Like, oh, we have someone that we can, you know. <laughs> like, I, sure. I think I've I've been passed out once and my friend Dan picked me up. But like, if I, there's not a lot of people that can do that, <laughs> you know, it's, it's so tall, it requires like a lot of leverage. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you and I, we would need a team.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. But it comes and, with the territory. Uh, you are down to stick around for a little bit after? Do you have, do you have plans later today? You yeah, know? no, we're good. We're good. We're good. Cool. All right. Thanks for joining. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review us on your preferred podcast platform. Also, email us at gupshoppod at gmail.com. And check out our Buy Me A Coffee link to help support the podcast.